Welcome to Mount Olive First Pentecostal Holiness Church. Thank you for connecting with us. In just a moment, Pastor Jeff will be sharing an uplifting and encouraging message that we pray will inspire you in your walk with God. Our desire at MOF PHC is for you and your family to find hope in Jesus Christ so that he will transform your life. Thanks again for connecting with us. Please contact us if we can help you discover God's purpose for your life. Enjoy the message. I want to talk to you this morning uh, about something I believe the Lord has laid on my heart as we go into this new year. And it's a word that I believe God has given to all of us, especially for me, and it's the word focus. Say focus. I believe that as we go into this new year, that the Lord wants us to focus where we can see a little bit more clearly God moving in our lives and moving around us. How many of y'all wear contacts or wear glasses? Raise your hand. Wow. Thank God for contacts and glasses. I can really say that now. Sometimes when our vision is impaired, we cannot see clearly and we miss things around us. We may miss a word or we may miss something that we're looking at, but God wants us to be focused in 2020 so we can see him clearly. And I want all of us to be able to see God clearly, see him moving around us and see what he's doing so we don't miss out on what God's doing. I know it's your heart that you don't want to miss out on anything God is doing, right? And so we want to make sure that we're focused in 2020. And I believe it's God's heart and it's God's will for us that he would want us to be focused. So for this reason mainly is that we can grow and that we can become spiritually strong. I think all of us as Christians that we're never going to arrive until we get to heaven, and every day we should be maturing, we should be growing, and we should be getting spiritually strong in our life every day. And God wants us to be focused on him because that's how we become uh, strong. But we are living in a day, and I know all of you would agree, we're living in a day that's full of distractions, amen. It's hard for us to be focused today because of so many distractions that we face. People are distracted by their cell phones. You don't believe me? Stop at a stoplight with somebody in front of you. And the light will turn green and they're still sitting there with that phone in their face. There was a couple of years ago, I was on the way to a funeral in Goldsboro, got behind a young lady. The traffic, she was waiting to cross over the traffic uh, coming from on 70 Highway and everything cleared out and she sat there and she sat there. I gave her grace on that first try. And then traffic started coming back and I could see her phone right there looking at it. Then it cleared out again and she still hadn't moved. And this time I tapped the horn, beep, and she, you know what she did? She told me I was number one. <laughs> Some of y'all get that later on. People are distracted by their cell phones and and people are distracted by the news. I mean, look at everything that's going on around us. People, I mean, even Christian people can get consumed with the news and it can be a distraction. People are distracted by material things. People are distracted by too much work. People are distracted by their schedules. People are distracted by problems. I think we can all come to an agreement today that the devil is doing everything he can, working overtime to keep us distracted from growing in our walk with God. And my prayer for myself and my prayer for this church 
is that in 2020 that we would be focused so we can keep growing and we can be spiritually strong. So over the next few weeks, as the Holy Spirit leads, I'm going to be sharing with you a series of messages called Focus 2020. And today I want us to focus on something that should cause every Christian in here to jump with joy. I'm going to share something with you today that we should focus on that should cause all of us to rejoice. And we should focus on heaven. Amen. Heaven. And we don't hear enough about heaven. We don't preach enough about heaven. But why not? It's the place that all followers of Christ are going to live forever. And I don't know if it's just on my heart because of everything that we've dealt with since 2019 and the many deaths. And then we've had one right on New Year's Day that passed away. But I want us today to focus on heaven. And we should be looking forward to heaven. Amen. And I know this is going to be a simple message, but the word of God about heaven is simple enough for us to understand that there is something that we need to look forward to. And if you want to live a focused life, you need to always be looking upward and thinking about heaven. I know as we travel through this world that we're going to uh, look at things that we've dealt with in the past from 2019. And there may be some things that you're going through right now. But you need to remember this one truth today, friend. You have not arrived home yet. That everything that you're going through, everything that you've been through, everything that you're in right now and everything you're going to face is all temporary that we're not home yet. One day we're going to be in heaven. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This world is not your home. The Bible says that you're a citizen of heaven. You're living here now, but you're not a citizen here. You're a citizen in the kingdom of heaven. So open up your Bibles today if you have them and you need to have them to Philippians chapter 3. I'm not going to read the entire chapter to you, but you got some homework to do. You can go back later this week and read Philippians chapter 3. Now, Philippians is a book that mainly talks about the joy of the Lord. But once we get to chapter 3, Paul takes a little break right here. And he's still encouraging, but he's also doing a little correcting uh, to the believers there. Because some of these believers in Philippians had lost their focus. Have you ever lost your focus before? And these believers here had lost their focus. And here's what he says in Philippians chapter 3. Verse 19 and 20, he's, he's correcting these believers who have lost their focus. And he's saying to them, to this church, he's saying about these people who have lost focus that their destiny is destruction. Their God is their stomach and their glory is in their shame. Their mind is on earthly things. Some translation says their mind is focused on earthly things or set on earthly things. But listen to what Paul says in verse 20. He says, but our citizenship is in heaven, and we eagerly await a Savior from there, the Lord Jesus Christ. Are you eagerly awaiting your Savior to arrive, friend? Paul said to these people that there's some that are focused on earthly things, but we need to remember that we are citizens of heaven, and we eagerly await the return of Jesus Christ. Paul was talking to the Philippian believers, and he was encouraging them. If you go back and start at the very beginning of chapter 3 and read it in its context, he's encouraging them that no matter what happened in their past, that they should stop looking in the rearview mirror and start looking with a forward focus, looking unto heaven. Now, that's a good word for all of us today. 
I know some things have happened in the past, and I know maybe uh, 2019 may not have been the greatest year, but stop looking in the rearview mirror, Paul says, and keep looking upward and forward focused on Jesus in heaven. And that's a good word for us today. He's encouraging these believers because they had become distracted in life. Some of them were more focused on themselves. They had become distracted by the things of this world and they had lost their focus on Jesus in heaven. And we're living in a world today where people are really focused on themselves more than anything. Can I say, get an amen there? It's the selfie world that we live in and people are focused on themselves more than Jesus in heaven. And the things of God are no longer the most important thing to people. And because of that, here's the problem. When we lose our focus on God in heaven and we become more focused on ourselves and we become more focused on the things of this world, you know what the problem is? You know what the result is? We become weak Christians. And when we become weak Christians, guess what? The church becomes weak because we've lost focus of Jesus and we've, we've lost focus on the things that matter to God. If you don't believe me, look in the news this week and you can see where one of our mainline denominations in America are putting together a plan where the denomination is going to split and some are going to be traditional against uh, homosexuality and the other half is going to be for it. Friend, listen to me. That's the result of losing focus on Jesus. And, and you become weak in your walk with God and you begin to compromise. And you begin to allow things to come in your life and God says, don't live like that. You stay focused on me and keep your eyes on heaven. And we're seeing this. And friend, it can happen in your own life. We can look at other denominations, but if we're not careful and we allow ourselves to become distracted, we can find ourselves in the same place. God forbid that it ever happen in our life, but it can and Paul reminded them to stay focused on heaven and to stay focused on the return of Christ. And not only did Paul, uh, did Paul encourage these believers to stay focused on heaven, but Jesus, when he was dealing with his followers, their hearts had become troubled one time in life and he encouraged them not to lose focus on heaven. We find in John chapter 14 that Jesus, he used heaven as an encouragement. He says, do not let your hearts be troubled Trust in God, trust also in me. In my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, I would have told you. I'm going there to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me that you also may be where I am. You know the way to the place where I'm going, Jesus said. Jesus used these words about focusing on heaven to encourage those troubled hearts. These disciples were troubled for a lot of reasons. Their life had been flipped upside down. They were shaken. And because they were shaken by the circumstances they were in, their hearts were troubled. They were troubled because Jesus had just informed them that he was leaving them. Jesus had just informed them that one of those followers of Christ, one that had been devoted, one that had been committed to him, that in just a little while he was going to deny him three times talking about Peter. Jesus went on to tell him, not only is Peter going to deny me, but I want to tell you there's one amongst you that's going to betray me. And we know him as Judas. 
And then Jesus went on to tell him, not only is Peter going to deny me, and not only is one of you going to betray me, but I'm also about to be killed. And their hearts were troubled. They were troubled on the inside, and they lost their focus. How many of you have ever had a troubled heart that's caused you to lose focus in your life? I know we all have. Maybe you've been troubled with confusion. Maybe you've been troubled with uh, health issues. Maybe you've been troubled with grief. Maybe you've been troubled with loneliness. Maybe you've been troubled with financial problems. Maybe you've been troubled with bitterness towards somebody who's, who's done something or said something against you. Maybe you're troubled today with stress. Listen to me. Jesus encouraged him not to be troubled because guess what? There's a place called heaven, and I'm coming back, and I'm going to take you to be with me. Hallelujah. Don't let your hearts be troubled because I'm coming back to get you. And that news... That news should encourage them like it should for us today that our hearts should not be troubled because Jesus has got a place prepared for us called heaven. He was saying the way that, listen, the way that you get through your troubles in life and the way that you stay from these distractions is to stay focused upward on him and upward on heaven. That's vital for us today. Don't you agree, friend, that if Paul told us that, and most of all that Jesus told us that, that we need to stay focused on looking upward for the return of Christ and looking upward to a place called heaven. So help us today to stay focused on heaven. I want to share with you just a few things about heaven this morning, and then we're going to pray. The first thing we need to stay focused on is this a promised place. Heaven is a promised place. Jesus said, I'm going there to prepare a place for you one day, and, I will, and one day I'm going to come back and take you to be with me. Jesus promised to come back and to take us to a place called heaven, and if Jesus said it, you can take it to the bank. Amen. He is not man that he can lie. He is God, and the Bible says he is the way and the truth and the life. And the Bible says that no matter how many promises God has made, they are yes and amen in Christ Jesus. So if Jesus promised it, it's going to happen. Amen. It's going to happen that Jesus promised a real place for followers of Christ to live when they leave this earth. Listen, when you're a follower of Christ and you take your last breath here on earth, friend, you're going to be in heaven. It's a real place that God promised because Jesus said so. He's coming back, and he's going to take us to be with him. And Paul, he tried to communicate this to those people in Philippi, and he was telling them that some of you, this is Paul, he's saying some of you Christians are living like Jesus is not coming back. What are you doing? You're, you're allowing the worldly things, and you become distracted, and you're living like he's not coming back. You're living like heaven is not real. He's saying wake up and look up. And I wonder how many people in the, in, the, in the Lord's house today, I wonder how many of you are living like Jesus is not coming back. We, we, we don't even have a care. We're so consumed with us. We're so consumed with the things of the world. We're not even looking upward and waiting for the return of Jesus. And we're not even ready. And some of you are playing games and dabbling. You got one foot in and one foot out. He says, no, I want you all in and I want you looking up because I'm coming back and I want you to be ready. God, help us to keep looking upward to heaven, to be focused. 
The Bible says he's coming back. He, he says, I promise you, I'm coming back. Like the lightning flashes from the east to the west, so cometh the Son of Man. It's going to happen in a flash. And God help us. God help us. God help the church not to be distracted, but we would be focused. We would be focused so we don't miss the return of Christ. Listen to me. Please listen to my heart this morning. Stay, stay focused on that promised place. Stay focused on the return of Jesus Christ. Let that be your motivation every day you wake up. That this could be the day. This could be the day he comes back. This could be the day that I go to heaven. Hallelujah. It should bring joy to your heart. Amen. Amen. Go ahead and say thank you, Jesus. Stay focused on heaven. Stay focused on that promised place. Stay focused on the perfect place. I know they're out of order, but the Lord did that to me last night. Stay focused on the perfect place. Heaven is a perfect place. The Bible says in Revelation 21 that the glory, listen, there's not even going to be no need of moon and the sun and heaven. The Bible says that God's glory is going to bring light to that place and the Lamb of God is going to light it up, friend. Heaven's a perfect place. Revelation 21.4 tells us that this perfect place that God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. Listen to this. There'll be no more death or mourning or crying or pain for the old order of things has passed away. Listen, I can't stand up here and tell you everything that heaven's going to be and you can't either. We don't know all of it. And if you try to figure out who God is and you try to figure out heaven, you're going to lose your mind because his ways are not our ways. But he tells us here that there's no more death and there's no more mourning, there's no more crying, there's no more pain. Heaven's a perfect place. No more death. Guess what? No more war. No more terrorist attacks. No more of our people having to go overseas. And God, we need to be praying for our soldiers. No more war. No more murder. No, no more suicide. No more funeral homes. No more standing in front of a casket of a little baby. No more standing in front of a casket of a mom and dad or a spouse. All that's going to be over with. No more death. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We're going to live forever. Man, we should be rejoicing over that. No more sorrow. That means no more broken homes. No more divorce. No more disappointments. No more regrets, no more failures, no more guilt, no more sorrow, no more tears, no more burdens to carry, no more depression, no more arguing, no more loneliness, no more heartbreak, no more pain, no more disease, cancer gone, hallelujah, diabetes gone, hallelujah. Disease is gone. No more pain. No more accidents. No more, no more phone calls in the middle of the night where a tragedy has taken place. No more accidents. No more abuse. No more children being sold in sex slavery. No more abuse. No more fighting. No more addictions. No more phone calls that my daughter or my son's on heroin and we don't know what we're going to do. No more of that mess. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Boy, I was getting real happy last night. Getting real happy just thinking about what heaven's going to be like. And we should be happy people about what heaven's going to be like. It's going to be a glorious place. 
Don't let your heart, listen to me, church. Whatever you showed up with this morning, whatever you're going through in 2020, don't let your heart be troubled. Don't lose focus. You need to remember that heaven is a perfect place. Hallelujah. And guess what? You're going to really love this. We're going to have perfect bodies in heaven. Perfect bodies. No more aches and no more pains. No more 12 pound, maybe 20 pound overweight. We're going to have, listen, I know we can't comprehend it all, but we are going to have bodies in heaven. We're not going to be floating around on some cloud playing a harp, but we're going to have bodies. We're going to have bodies. And the Bible says they're going to be glorified bodies. Paul said this. Listen to what Paul said. He said, in a flash, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet, for the trumpet will sound and the dead will be raised imperishable, and we will be changed. We're going to be changed. And the Bible says that for the perishable must clothe itself with imperishable and the mortal with immortal. And the Bible says that flesh and blood will not inherit the kingdom of God. Listen, I can't explain it to you, but we're going to have a body that's suited for heaven. I don't know exactly what it's going to be like, but I can tell you this, that just like Jesus, we can walk through things, we can go through doors like he did with these glorified bodies, but it's going to be a body that God has put together for heaven. Those Christians that were on that beach and they lost and were beheaded because of their faith in God, they're going to have a glorified body. They're going to have a glorified body suited for heaven. I know this is not in the scripture, but I think it bears witness with me right now. I'm just trying to imagine what my body would be like in heaven. And when you look for me up there, it's probably going to be a cross between Rambo and Ric Flair. Hallelujah. Woo! I'll be in heaven doing this right here. God help me. Listen, you're going to have a perfected body. Can you say amen to that? You're going to have a perfect body. People ask me this question right here. Are we going to be married in heaven? And my reply is, how can heaven be perfect if there's marriage in heaven? Now, I'm not going to bring that up in the second service. My wife will be in that one. How can heaven, how can we have marriage in heaven if it's a place of no more crying and no more pain? I'm just messing around. But the truth is, the Bible does tell us that there will be no marriage in heaven. The Bible tells us in Matthew 22, Jesus speaking, he says, at the resurrection, people will neither marry nor be given in marriage. They will be like angels in heaven. Listen, there's not even going to be a purpose for marriage in heaven. There's going to be relationships there. You'll still have your relationships with your loved ones. You're still going to love them, but that love's going to be different now. It's going to be a perfect love, and we can't even comprehend that. But it's still going to be a love for one another, but it won't be a love like we have now here on earth through marriage. It's going to be a perfect, perfect, perfect love because we're in a perfect place. And friend, listen to me. Stay focused. Stay focused on the perfect place. Don't lose focus. Paul said, look up. Jesus said, keep looking up because I'm coming back to take you where I am. You need to stay focused on the permanent place. Heaven is a permanent place. I counted up last night that since I was a little boy until now, I have moved 10 times. And God forbid I'm moving again. Moved 10 times. And I don't have to worry about that. Listen, heaven's going to put the moving company out of business because heaven is a permanent place. It's a permanent place. Once you're there, that's it, you're there. 
I thought about, too, heaven being a permanent place, how the houses that we build now, there's some of them built with good quality, but they're not permanent. I know a few months back I had a chance to go play in a tournament at River Landing in Wallace. How many of you ever been to River Landing in Wallace? Good, gracious and mighty. You ought to see the houses in that place back there along the river. But you know what did I notice when I was there? That when that hurricane came through, that it wiped out a lot of those houses and people are not even living in there anymore. Because things here on earth are not permanent, but the home in heaven is going to be a permanent home. Jesus, when he said in John chapter 14, when he used the word, I've prepared a place, you can look at the translation sometimes it says, I've prepared a mansion for you, I've prepared room for you, but that Greek word there, it means an abiding place that will always remain. It means an abiding place that will always remain. Listen, heaven is a permanent place where we will be together forever in eternity with Jesus. It's a permanent place. Heaven will be a permanent place with Christian uh, people joined together in praise and worship. And some of you need to go ahead and start praising and worshiping now. I mean, we're on our way to heaven where we're going to be worshiping and praising Jesus. Why not go ahead and start now? Come on. I guarantee you yesterday afternoon and last night some of you were in the living room chanting go, 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 go to a football team or a basketball team but you're coming here and you won't even lift your hands and say thank you Jesus. Oh glory, help us Lord. Help us Lord. Lord, I'm getting too hard in 2020 already. Good night almighty. Can you get my car for me? But listen, for real, heaven's going to be about a place of worshiping the Lord and praising the Lord, and we should start now. After all that he's done for us and everything that he's brought us through and his grace and his mercy that we experience every day in our life, maybe we have just lost focus, but listen, friend, we should wake up every day and praise should be a part of our life. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. Heaven will be a permanent place of praise. Heaven will be a permanent place of service. There's going to be tasks in heaven for you. I don't know what you're going to be doing in heaven, but there's going to be tasks there, and, and you could go ahead and get started now and find a place to start serving because you're going to be serving when you get to heaven. Heaven's going to be a permanent place of gladness. The Bible says there's no sea there, but there's a river of gladness, and you're going to get happy and happy every day. You thought you were happy. Now, wait till you get to heaven and get a hold of that river of gladness. When you get down there to get you a drink of that water of gladness, friend, glory to God. It's a permanent place of gladness. You know why? One reason why is because Jesus is going to be the center of it all. And it's going to be a place of permanent gladness too because there's going to be family and friends there that are going to be reunited. Glory to God. People ask me, well, are we going to know each other in heaven? And the answer to that question is yes, yes, yes. We will know each other in heaven. The Bible tells us that. You remember in 2 Samuel when David, his little baby passed away and he went to heaven and David said, well, my baby can't come back to me, but I can go to where my baby is. And he was assuming that even though he had a child that had died, that one day he would be there and he would recognize his baby. How about on the mountain of transfiguration 
when Moses and Elijah come down after passing away, but they were recognized by the disciples. And many people, they recognized Jesus after his resurrection in his glorified body, friend. And if they recognize Jesus in his glorified body, we're going to be able to recognize one another too. That's going to be one of the blessings of heaven that you're going to recognize your family and you're going to recognize your friends. And I, I'm telling you right now, I don't know if I could have said this several years back, but I can say it right now with all my heart. I'm, I'm looking forward to it more and more every day. I'm looking, Jesus, come and come quickly. God, I'm ready to go. I know there's some things here on earth and I know we're living life, but it doesn't even come in comparison to what we're going to experience in heaven. And we need to be focused on that. God, help us today to encourage one another that heaven is a place that's a permanent place that we'll be with Jesus forever. Can you imagine being up there? I mean, we sing all these songs here about how he died on the cross for us. And we're there in heaven and there we see the, the King of kings and the Lord of lords, the, the Lamb of God who was, has the place lit up and you can still see the scars in his hands. You can see the scars from the crown of thorns. And all you can think about is only because of you, Jesus, I'm here and I love you and I praise you. Can you imagine being there with Jesus? It's real. It's real. It's not some fairy tale place, friend. It's a real place. Oh, glory to God. Stay focused on the permanent place. And finally, I want to tell you that you need to stay focused on the prepared place. Stay focused on the prepared place. Jesus says, I'm going to prepare a place for you, and what a place it is that he's prepared. You know the apostle Paul, he actually got a taste of this prepared place. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians that Paul shared about how he was called up. He was called up in heaven. He said this right here, whether I was in my body or apart from the body, I don't know, but God knows, and I was called up to paradise. And listen to what he said. He says, I heard some inexpressible things, things that man is not permitted to tell. I wonder what he saw. I wonder what he heard. I mean, I was just sitting there last night thinking, what in the world is it that Paul heard that was indescribable and inexpressible? Was it all the little babies that have been a Boarded, that were gathered around the throne worshiping the Lord? Was it former drug dealers and addicts who had been delivered that were standing there worshiping the Lord? Was it prostitutes and homosexuals who had been delivered that are there worshiping and praising the Lord? Whatever it is, friend, it's inexpressible. Whatever he heard, he couldn't even describe it. But I can tell you this, whatever he heard put a focus in his life that no matter what, I'm looking forward to this place. He says, for me to live is Christ and for me to die is gain. He said, I'm torn between the two. I have a strong desire to depart and be with Christ, which is far better. Pastor Kevin, if you'll come and help me, wind me down. Listen, Paul he was not afraid to die because he knew heaven was in his future. Friend, listen, as Christians, we don't have to be afraid to die. We don't have to be afraid because we know that heaven is in our future. Heaven is a prepared place for prepared people. Let me ask you this morning, would you please focus in on me right now? Please. Have you prepared for heaven? Have you prepared your life for heaven today? 
John tells us in John, or Jesus tells us in John 14, that the only person that's going to make it into heaven is the prepared person. The prepared person is the one who has made a decision. He's made a decision. She or he has made a decision to accept Jesus Christ as the way and the truth and the life. There's, there's, there's not a map to get you to heaven, friend. Jesus is the map. He, he is the way. It's a person. His name is Jesus. He told those believers, he says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. He told Nicodemus, he says, I tell you the truth. No one can see the kingdom of God unless he is born again. Have you been born again? Have you been saved? Have you put your faith in Jesus Christ? Have you made a decision? It's as simple as making a decision. I'm sitting here today, and I don't know if heaven is in my future. I don't know if Christ is my Savior, and I want to make the decision to give it all to Him, and I want to make that decision now to make Him Lord and Savior of my life. It's a decision. And I want to tell you something, friend. There's no denomination that can save you. There's no church service that can save you. There's no pastor that can save you. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. He is the only one that can save you. I know there's a misconception out there. I've talked to people, and I don't want to get into too much of the background that they've come from, but you hear a lot of people say, well, you, you know what? I, I've done a lot of good deeds in my life. I've done a lot of good deeds. Friend, listen, good deeds are not going to get you there. What's going to get you there is a good decision. And that decision is, is to put your faith in Jesus Christ. The Bible says in Revelation 21, 27, that nothing impure will enter, into, enter in. Nor will anyone who does what is shameful or deceitful. But listen to this. But only those whose names are written in the Lamb's book of life. Is your name in the Lamb's book of life? If you've accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, your name is in the Lamb's book of life. I thought about what Paul was telling those people. And Jesus said the same thing. Don't get distracted by the things of the world because what profit a man if he gains the whole world yet loses his soul? That's my heart today. It, listen to me. It, when I think about it, I was sitting there last night and thinking, well, what a... What a Terrible thing it would be. It would crush my heart to know that you come in here in 2020 and you started coming to church here and you hear the preaching of the word and you come in here and worship and you go through everything Sunday after Sunday, but you never gave your heart to Jesus. It would kill, it would break me to know that you were under the preaching and were hearing the word of God and you never accepted Christ. Please listen to me. Focus on heaven. God help us today to realize that we're living on the edge of life and death and everything could change in one minute, one second. Everything could change. There could be a tap on your shoulder today for the followers of Christ to come home. You could be going down the road going home today and there could be a tap on your shoulder for you to come home. 
before 2020 is over with, I'm just telling you the facts and telling you what things are and how they play out. You, you might find yourself in a hospital or a hospice center and you might get the tap on your shoulder that it's time to come home. I pray you're ready. I said, I pray you're ready. Jesus said, there's two roads. There's one that's narrow that leads to destruction and one narrow that leads to heaven and one wide that leads to destruction. The Bible clearly tells us there's two places, one called heaven and one called hell. Is heaven in your future? Will you spend eternity in heaven? I pray you will. Will you bow your heads with me, please, all across this place? Nobody looking around. Would you be reverent and just focus on Jesus right now? I just want to tell you, friend, that Jesus, we just celebrated the reason that he came, to seek and save the lost. He come and died on the cross. He took our place. He shed his precious blood, perfect blood, sinless blood that our sins could be forgiven and we could have a home in heaven and all he asks of us is to believe in him confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead and we too shall be saved for everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved friend if you'll just right there where you are turn from sin Turn and place your faith in Jesus Christ and the work of the cross and receive him. Make a decision right now. Make a decision right now that I'm going to receive Christ to be my Lord and Savior so I can have a place in heaven. Right there where you are, just pray. Say, Lord, I admit to you today that I'm a sinner. And Lord, I just ask you right now, Lord, to forgive me. Cleanse me from all sin. You're faithful and just. God, you can cleanse me and make me right. And I put my faith in you today, Lord. I'm making a decision right now to surrender my life to you and to follow you. Be my Savior and be my Lord. And I ask you right now to save me and give me that home in heaven.